This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good to have you joining us for the Thursday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Right now, a deal on the debt ceiling is reached while the government jobs report for September is due tomorrow. We're joined by Gus Fauché, chief economist at PNC Financial Services in Pittsburgh. Uh, Gus, let's begin with the debt ceiling here. Uh, a lot of back and forth, and yet they have come to at least an agreement for the next few months. Um, that, that's right. Uh, obviously, it would have been disastrous for the U.S. economy if the U.S. government couldn't pay its debts. Uh, they have kicked the uh, can down the road for a couple of months. We'll need to deal with it in, in December, but hopefully things will have calmed down by then and we can get a clean deep debt ceiling ex- extension. And with the debt ceiling, help people to understand why it's important to actually extend that. And you know, this back and forth almost always results in some kind of a deal. That's right, because the results of, of, of breaching the debt ceiling would be disastrous. Um, the debt ceiling is allows the government to basically uh, pay interest on its debts and, and redeem maturing security. So if that were to happen and if investors didn't think they would get their money back from the federal government, that would lead to much higher interest rates throughout the economy for everybody. Consumers, businesses, the government uh, would make borrowing costs extremely high, and that would probably cause a recession. So it's very important that we get the debt ceiling fixed. So going forward here, we have to look at the wider economy and kind of get a sense for how things are going. And these jobless claims numbers maybe help us do that. Give us some insight into what's going on on the jobless front. Yeah, so we saw a small decline in initial claims for unemployment insurance uh, in the week ending October 2nd. Um, You know, it's indicative of a continually improving labor market. We have the official government jobs report tomorrow from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, You know, I would expect to see the economy add about 400,000 jobs over the month with the unemployment rate falling from 5.2% in August to 5.1% in September. Um, the, the, The labor market is getting better, but there are still millions of people out there who are unemployed. And it's odd because at the same time, we, you know, we hear reports of labor shortages, but there are some people who have dropped out of the workforce because of the coronavirus, because of concerns about schooling. Uh, they took early retirement with the pandemic. So um, we're still down in terms of jobs from where we were before the pandemic, yet at the same time, uh, businesses are having difficulty in hiring. And what does that do to the economy as as we try to get this thing moving forward here and and really moving forward strongly? You have businesses that might be able to, in the case of retail, sell more products or other businesses could expand more and they can't because they don't have the people. 
That, that's right. And I think we see it very clearly in restaurants, which have cut back on their hours because they can't find enough staff, even though demand for eating out is very high now with the pandemic uh, receding. Um, and, and so what that means is that lowers economic activity. It means weaker GDP growth, a weaker overall economy. I'm hopeful that uh, some of these special unemployment insurance programs expired. Uh, we have more kids going back to school. Uh, hopefully we're seeing coronavirus cases decline. We will see more people looking for work over the next few months. That would allow for stronger growth. But if those people don't come back to the labor force, then it's going to become a more significant restraint on the recovery going forward. Thanks so much, Gus Fauché, Chief Economist at PNC Financial Services. NFL teams have been using personal seat licenses to generate money for new stadiums. That would most likely be the case if the Bears build a state-of-the-art facility in Arlington Heights. Let's get some insight. Danny Ecker, reporter at Cranes Chicago Business, is joining us. Uh, Danny, uh, the people who have these already know how they work, but for others, how Help us to understand personal seat licenses. Right. So basically, it's a, you're buying the rights to buy season tickets. In other words, you uh, would pay a one-time fee that gives you the chance to then every year buy the season tickets that are attached to that seat that you bought the personal seat license for. And if you don't buy the season tickets, you forfeit that uh, personal seat license and uh, the team can take it back and sell it to someone else. This has been really a, a kind of standard procedure for new stadium construction across many sports, but especially the NFL over the last 30 years. The, the Bears sold these things to renovate Soldier Field or help uh, help finance the renovation of Soldier Field. Uh, so, and, and really since then, if you look at over the last decades, the new stadiums that uh, have been built in Los Angeles and Vegas and Atlanta and uh, outside San Francisco and Minneapolis, They've all leaned very heavily, and the prices of these PSLs have, have really skyrocketed. Now, you mentioned Soldier Field. I would imagine Bears season ticket holders who paid for these PSLs at Soldier Field would be going, hey, 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 what, what, what happens to me if you go to Arlington Heights? Yeah, and that's, you know, look, there are so many ifs in play here. If the Bears are going to actually go through and follow through and build a stadium, and if they're going to... Uh, you know, have these the the value of those existing PSLs evaporate? We we don't know. I mean, the Bears could potentially give a first right to people who have existing PSLs at Soldier Field. Uh, we have no idea how that would work, but it's likely that you would see you know that you you a major investment for your PSL at Soldier Field for a certain number of years and. Eventually, if the Bears leave, uh, the value that you have there is gone. And so it just shows, though, the PSLs, I mean, it's you mentioned it's a way to have people pay for the right to pay for tickets. It just shows the creative way that teams come up with the money they need to get the job done. Right. And, you know, th this is this can be a significant source of, of financing uh, for these teams. I mean, when you look at uh, L.A., uh, some of the, the Rams, they were selling... Um, uh, PSLs that were as high as $100,000. Uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders sold them at uh, the highest end was $75,000. Now, these are not averages. These are the highest end because they have certainly some that are in the low thousands of dollars figures. But, um, you know, they can raise hundreds of millions of dollars when you add these up that can go toward the, uh, the team's, uh, you know, uh, footing the bill to build these new NFL palaces and um, this is something teams just don't pass up, and you wouldn't expect the Bears to pass it up either. Thanks so much. Always good insight from Danny Ecker. You read him in print and online at Crane's Chicago Business. 
Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Predictions of $100 a barrel oil are being made. Uh, Europe appearing to be a hostage to Russia over energy. Phil Flynn is joining us, senior market analyst on Price Group. Hey, Phil, good to have you back on the show. Uh, let's talk about oil prices. We're now, well, we're now at $78 a barrel, and it seems like it just keeps climbing. It really does, and I think people are starting to realize, hey, there may be a structural shortage in the global energy market. You know, just a, a year ago or so, everybody thought that, you know, because of the COVID, that demand would peak out and, you know, people would be driving electric cars. Um, and all those predictions turned out not to be true. What we're seeing is a huge surge in global oil demand and we're in a situation where we're not prepared to meet that demand, and that is driving some incredible moves with volatility being the highest level it's been been in a very long time. So this isn't just a matter of, hey, we're, we're done with the pandemic and, and people are out doing things again. You know, manufacturing is back at it and that sort of thing. There, there really is, it sounds like, a structural issue in how we get energy out of the ground, get it to people, use it, and all of that. There really is, and, and it really started before the pandemic. You know, we were used to low energy prices, and um, and people were like, oh, prices are low. Why invest in energy? We can invest in something hot like, you know, the NASDAQ stocks or the FANG stocks, you know, your Facebooks, your Apples, your Googles. You know, so it, it failed to get the investment dollars, uh, and they were having a hard time making money. Um, and now, of course, we have kind of this backlash against fossil fuels. Uh, they, they're putting more regulations on oil producers, and they're discouraging investors from investing in these old-style energy sources. Because of that, there's not enough capital to ramp up uh, supply, and, and we're already behind the curve. So that means we could see a tight situation for years to come. Talk about briefly what's going on in Europe here. You have Russia wanting to supply energy and actually supplying energy and uh, not, not exactly doing it in a cost-effective way for Europe. They sure are. I'll tell you, this is the nightmare before Christmas for, for Europe. And, and this is kind of a, a vision of what's wrong with the global energy crisis right now. I think if you, uh, uh, the, the green energy transition, you know, uh, Europe was such in a hurry to get off the fossil fuels, uh, they didn't plan very well. You know, they burnt down their house before they built a new one. And now all of a sudden they realize that even though you can reduce your production, of fossil fuels, and you can try to rely more on renewable fuels, but at the end of the day, uh, if the wind doesn't blow and the sun doesn't shine, you still need fossil fuels, and if you don't have them, you're going to see these price spikes. Thanks so much, Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst at Price Group. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Brian Battle is here, Director at Performance Trust Capital Partners and Advisor at PT Asset Management here in Chicago. Brian, what do you make of today's rise on Wall Street? Well, Cisco, uh, the past couple of days, we were suffering from headline risk. You know, the world was going to end. There was, you know, the wor we're going to run out of money. Washington, D.C. couldn't wouldn't cooperate. There was problems with, you know, energy markets and oil's going up and there's inflation. And some of those some of those fears are going away. So we're up about a, a point and a half, a point, one and a half percent on the S&P 500 today. today. Past five days, we're up uh, about two and a half percent. But let's make sure we get this in context, you know, year to date. 
the S&P is up 17%, and the NASDAQ's up 14 So we've had a really, really good market, a little bit of uh, a little bit of headline risk the past couple of days, but that has dissipated, certainly in the short term. You know, oil is holding in the 70s, and we have what appears to be peace in Washington, D.C., but I, I would caution everybody it's only temporary because they've re- they're going to raise the debt limit. That's, the vote's probably going to be Saturday, but only until the beginning of December. So uh, the threat is averted for now. The crops are saved, but we're going to be right back here again in December. Yeah, which is fascinating, right? It's sort of legal wrangling. You never really know what's going to happen other than you know they're, they're probably not going to let the debt ceiling expire. And yet Wall Street investors have to be cautious because you never do quite know. That's right. And so, you know, this happens occasionally where the debt limit doesn't get raised or there's a a stalemate or you're like, we'll close the national parks and we run out of money, whatever. So that happens a lot. But what's unusual this time is it's so polarized in Washington, so much more than even during the last administration, that the uh, House Republicans are not cooperating with the Democrats at all. They're saying, look, you you have a majority, you pass whatever you want, we're not going to cooperate. So um, you might say that Mitch McConnell blinked, uh, but only for a, about a month. So, uh, you know, Char- Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, have to, they have about a month to figure this out, how to get a budget passed, because I don't know if McConnell will cooperate in December. So you do have to be cautious. It might happen because it's different every time. And I dare say the politics have become really tribal these days. And it is it, this is politics this is really not public policy or economics. On a day like today where you see the markets rising, are, are we seeing it broad based or certain sectors that are, are looking better than others on a day like today? Yeah, we're having a good rally today in in materials and healthcare and big tech is coming back too. Um, you know, there was uh, the Facebook outage didn't help anybody, and you know, if there is some threat to overall market momentum, it's going to hurt the leaders first. You know, because you know, as you know, Apple and Facebook have rallied like crazy, or Google once once there's maybe some negative sentiment, um, that will take the takes air out of the leaders first. The the thing that we didn't talk about is interest rates. So interest rates are climbing. You know, climbing. I'm making air quotes. You can't. See me, you know, the ten years at one and a half percent. That is a threat to to the stock market. Also, if rates rise enough, a, a very small dividend rate on a stock of like two or three percent doesn't look as great. If you can get two or three percent treasury notes, so that's something you really have to keep an eye on. Is our interest rates going to increase? And of course, you know, all the headlines in Washington about um, spending and um, the debt limit are going to affect interest rates. So it's difficult here for an investor, these things that you're discussing, because we often tell people, hey, invest for the long run, you know, don't be a day trader kind of a thing. And yet there's uncertainty three months from now, much less one or two years down the road. That's right. And so that's the, the hazard of being an investor is trying to weigh all those things together. So the thing that you have to know for sure is, um, what do I own? And then am I still in balance? So if, if you close your eyes a year ago and bought the S&P 500 and, you know, stocks like half stocks and half bonds and didn't do anything else, your stock portfolio is way over overweighted because stocks have rallied like crazy since last year. So the thing to do is have a good plan, stay in balance, talk to your advisor, talk to your 401k administrator, make sure you know what you own, make sure you're in balance, you know, for your age and your risk tolerance because markets move, times pa- time passes, um, and that affects your investment. So it, um, I think you can take comfort in putting your homework in on the front end, you know, get educated, you know, know what you're, at least have some idea of what you're trying to get to, you know, understand what your goal is. And then this short-term back and forth stuff is stuff that you can, as much as you can, ignore it uh, because you've done your homework on the front end. And this, this is 
waves of news that just crash on the shore. Hopefully, uh, you can ignore them. But they're they're huge headlines and they're very interesting. And they they take a lot of air out of the room for for investors. Thanks so much for all the insight, Brian Battle, director at Performance Trust Capital Partners, advisor at PT Asset Management. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday on the Noon Business Hour. General Motors subsidiary Cruise is issuing ambitious goals for its self-driving cars. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, is joining us. Paul, before we talk about their targets, help me, I always ask this. When we say self-driving cars, are we talking about cars that are moving but we're still paying attention as the drivers or are we talking about cars where it picks me up in the morning and i take a nap as it drives me here to the radio station <laughs> depends on how much you want to spend uh, <laughs> um so the, so a vehicle you're absolutely right to bring this up though M many many vehicles now on the uh, new ones anyway on america's roads have self-driving components in other words uh, pilot assist, for example, in the Volvo iDrive, or uh, cruise control in almost any car out there that has radar in it, which judges the distance between the car in front of you and the car you're driving. Um, what we're really talking about right now in today's, you know, in terms of cruise and, and CEO Dan Ammon announcing that very ambitious goal of a million uh, self-driving vehicles by 2030, 
he is talking about vehicles that have no driver necessary, if that makes sense. In other words, basically, you are you could take that nap on the way to the studio, and uh, and the, the, all the technology involved with that would take care of the drive. But that's the that's the big difference. And so this now you have Cruise backed by GM. Uh, they want a million of them out there by 2030. It's ambitious, and yet I didn't think we'd even be as far along as we are now. So maybe it's not that ambitious. Well, yeah, no, it depends on who's who's doing the talking in terms of ambition. You you talk about e Elon Musk. He promised. Uh, a million robo taxis by now, and there are none from from Tesla anyway. Uh, and GM acquired Cruise in 2016. Uh, they had huge plans early on, uh, but uh, they've they've accelerated dramatically as Dan Ammon announced. So what's really happening? And by the way, they're not alone. Um, there's a very very large startup called Argo AI, which uh, is funded in part by Ford and VW. VW is the biggest, world's largest uh, automobile company. So lots of money going into this. The the acceleration now though looks realistic. When I say that, I mean there are vehicles, cruises building vehicles right now, test vehicles, a few hundred of them. They expect about uh, 100,000 of them in a couple of years on the roads for delivery. Commercial applications are where these are going to appear first. And that includes ride hailing, where you say hailing an Uber, there is no driver anymore. And the reason that's happening is that to get a ride hailing vehicle right now will cost roughly 300% less for the provider than it will now if it doesn't have a driver. So that's one of the appeals. And so uh, what, what should people be planning for here? Should they be planning on, I mean, 2030, that's not that far along. Should they be planning on actually seeing these on the roads and maybe even riding in one of these pretty soon? Okay, well, before they're riding in them, what they're, they're going to see them on the roads today. They're going to see them on, on the roads yesterday. Uh, Argo, Cruise, all have delivery uh, systems set up. Right now, Walmart is working with Cruise uh, with, with delivery vehicles in Phoenix that are currently delivering, pardon me, delivering packages from Walmart to local homes and other sort of middle-mile stuff um, that's happening, all with those autonomous vehicles. Again, no driver necessary. There are uh, drivers sort of monitoring it in the car, but the car is driving by itself. Argo's doing the same thing with uh, and teaming up with UPS. So basically what's really exciting is it is on the road now. It's happening in these locations, all because they're gathering huge amounts of data in cities. These are not test tracks somewhere. Current cities, uh, including Phoenix, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Miami, all have autonomous vehicles, lots of them delivering packages. Good insight. Thanks so much, Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media. That's Technology Thursday. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chicago headquartered United Airlines expects passenger capacity in December to be more than 90% of what it was during the same month in 2019, a rebound from the pandemic. We're joined by Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services, Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul. Joe, help us understand this rebound here with United Airlines. Yeah, this has really uh, excited a lot of analysts because we're seeing uh, holiday bookings and searching for flights actually being above what it was pre-pandemic. So uh, there's a lot of bullishness about, uh, you know, the end of the year. So United is moving to uh, an expanded schedule in December up to 91% of where they were pre-pandemic uh, domestically. And that's uh, that's big news. And so uh, this means that, I mean, thinking profitability here, I mean, you get people on the planes, you should be able to make money. Yeah, that's right. And there, uh, the emphasis has been on warm weather, outdoor destinations, uh, plus ski. So a lot of flights to Florida, to uh, ski areas. Aspen's going to get a lot of additional lift. And, you know, so we're seeing real strength in that market. I think, um, 
you know, on the flip side, that business travel isn't bouncing back to the, you know, the big ticket fares. And so they have a, a kind of a problem that traffic is really, really heavy on that Thursday through Sunday period. And then things uh, lighten up during the week, uh, which has been a challenge for them. But overall, I think they're seeing that uh, uh, the bounce back effect uh, is happening, you know, with the Delta variant uh, having delayed that a bit. And it's now full force. When it comes to airlines getting back, you know, 90 percent of where they were, uh, are they able to just sort of ramp right back up when that demand is there? It would seem like there's a lot more to it when you have all, everything that goes into airline travel. Oh, no question. Just a month ago, we had, you know, those problems at Southwest and other airlines where they just didn't have enough manpower to add their flights, especially uh, uh, bag handlers and things like that. And so the fall has been pretty rocky where airlines are, are managing a, a tough labor situation. I think uh, uh, with the lead time for December, uh, they're feeling pretty good about things. And of course, uh, federal help avoided a lot of layoffs that would have happened so but yeah that uh, the labor issue is going to rear its head uh and i think we'll see some upward pressure on fares as airlines try to cope with uh, the demand or yeah and are we seeing you say airlines are we seeing this we're talking about united here but are we really seeing this uh system-wide other airlines rebounding as well what we've seen over the last four or five years is that United tends to be pretty bullish. When things look uh, good, they're often the first out of the box to say, we're going to grow. <laughs> and sometimes it, uh, you know, Wall Street has, has raised their eyebrows. I think here the other lines haven't announced. American in particular has been pretty uh, uh, cautious in its uh, expansion. I think we'll see a bit of a copycat effect. Uh, you know, the real question is whether all this demand will translate into that really low period from December 10th to, you know, until the President's Day holiday, if the leisure travelers are willing to go non-holiday, and that's uh, still an open question. Thanks so much, Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services, Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.